Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 11, track 2, Hollywood. Hollywood? Um, I think uh, <laughs> I think people go to LA to visit Hollywood. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Madonna feels that Hollywood is a metaphor. It, it's a big, it's a folky metaphor. Folky. Folky. Um, have you spent much time in Hollywood? No, I've been to LA um, a total of I think three times in my life. Really? That's yeah. it? Yeah. That surprises me. I, yeah, I, um, I've gone mostly when I thought when I was like more, um, as a younger playwright, I went to go like have meetings with TV and yeah. agents and yeah. stuff. And, um, and then I went once with Sheldon. He was on a business trip, um, and we stayed at the Beverly Hills Wilshire. The, the and um, it's all it's the pretty a, woman dress. It's and different when you go on somebody else's. Dime. Oh my god, it was the best. He had to work all day. I sat by the pool and ordered drinks and like a Caesar salad and a side of fries because I was having a salad. Hank Azaria was working out at the gym. Oh. And this is um, everything I needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, it was a great trip when I what, didn't have to go do work. Yeah. The, uh, the other times I went were always like, I was going to like seven meetings. Yeah. Um, and, um, everybody was so LA and it was so annoying. You know, like I would go to these like agencies and they'd be like, do you want to drink from our barista? And I was like, you have a barista in your office. And you know, they always walk you to the elevator to say goodbye. And, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, I was always like, I don't understand. It was always in Beverly Hills. Like I don't understand. I LA. always I always associate getting your parking validated with right. LA meetings. Yeah. Do you need do your you parking need your, validated? Yes, totally. Do right you before you leave. Oh, I was like, no, I'm good. Or I got it. Um, and, but then did I, you drive yourself around? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I rented a car. Those those two times I went for. Actually, I went a third time because my friend Cynthia and I had written or I'd helped her write this play called um, Bridezilla Strikes Back, which had gotten like. Uh, great reviews in the New York Times. And, yeah. Um, and we had almost done an off-Broadway show of it, but then it fell through. But then she got to do it in L.A., and I went out to go work on the production out there. Got it, got it. Um, but I always rented a car on those trips. And on one of those trips, I went out to Palm Springs. Yeah. 
because my friend Michael Siebert, who's older than us, and was he was like a choreographer for dancing for uh, uh, skating for the stars. Do you remember that show? Oh it was my, like yeah, um, and he um, had left that business and was flipping houses in Palm Springs. Wait, he was he was a choreographer for ice skaters. Yes, okay. Because he okay. was I just want to make sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, clear. sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna get this all. He, first of all, my, I, Michael Siebert. I don't know if Michael Siebert would ever listen to this, and we're going way off now. But like Michael Siebert was like. He was an Olympian. He was an Olympian ice skater. Okay. And then I think he got like a bronze and a silver, I think. Oh, um, Congratulations, yeah, Michael. Major. That's pretty incredible. But what he was most famous for, at least in my world, was that he had the most fabulous parties and dinner parties. And he made these frozen cosmos that he would give out when you got there, like during cocktail hour. And by the time everybody sat down to dinner, everybody was sauced yeah, yeah. and we had great conversations, but he knew everybody, everybody queer in the city. So you'd be sitting at this table. Like we had, I had dinner one night with Michael Cunningham. Yeah. Like there was yeah. just always like a fabulous, the, yeah, the yeah. Illuminati of <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> um, but anyway, so one time I went out to see him in Palm Springs and I drove out there and, um, so I guess everybody, I don't know that everybody, go, how many times do you go to LA a lot? Or? I do go to LA a lot and, um, I'll, I'll actually be there twice in May this year. Um, and it, I usually, um, uh, when I go to LA, I always go for work and, and professional reasons. And when I'm out, when I go for personal reasons, we always go to Palm Springs. Mm, so yeah. it's kind of my favorite place in the world though. A hundred degree weather, a hundred plus degree weather kind of keeps me from going there all the time. Right. Um, but when I go to LA, it's, I mean, my, I, I have two, um, my two cousins lived there for a while and they were not in the business at all. They're the only non, uh, Hollywood people I know in, in LA and they were the happiest I knew of uh -huh. anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew was a, uh, taught, uh, math like in high school and my cousin Amy was a personal trainer. She was Diane Carroll's personal trainer. Oh. Yes. Did During the dynasty years? No, 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 after, no, no. Now, current Diane oh. Carroll. And like would do like water aerobic workouts oh. with her. Yeah. Um, but they were happy as clams because they had no connection to the business other right. than through Diane Carroll. Um, I like LA. I love going to L. I always say this to people. I love being in Hollywood with an exit date. Uh -huh. I go, I do it up. I have all the dinners and all the places and then I fly home. Got it. Which I love. I love the dream of it. It's beautiful. Um, Our dentist... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about Dr. Alper. Yes. Uh, we, Kenny and I share a dentist. Which we didn't know. We didn't know. E even, oh, we talked about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. When we, we shared a dentist <laughs> and he wound up uh, kind of dropping out of everything. Yeah. And now he owns the house at the base, this famous house that's fallen in repair, ill uh, repair, disrepair, yeah. at, the, um, at the base of the Hollywood sign. <laughs> yeah. It's like a famous house that many people have owned and... Nobody is like fixing up, but I think he's actually fixing it up. Well, maybe we should go visit him. He we should was, be recording this episode there on that. You're at the, totally at right. The face we of the Hollywood. Till next time. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so this, so this, this is the, the the second single and the second song on yeah. Madonna's eleventh album, American Life. Yeah. Um, she's still in in. Um, uh, fable mode, yeah. telling stories and truths about what she thinks about the hollowness of 
American culture. Yeah, this is the well. She and you've said this that the first three songs are sort of a a trio about this disillusionment or you know reckoning with the American dream or or capitalism and the world we live in. Yeah, and so and this song. Um, but takes a, this song takes like a, a you know, a, a, a solid left turn from American life sonically. Yeah. We're more in a Madonna sound, um, yeah. to a degree, right. Or original Madonna sound. It has a little bit of a groove. It feels like a bop. It, it does feel like a bop. I mean, like it, you know, it has that birds chirping at the beginning. So I'm Which like, Ooh, it's a that. concept. It's yeah, like we're in an environment, right? Well, this is where you know I could get into the story of like if American Life is the you know the opening number of this musical, right? Hollywood is like lights up and we're in this bedroom, you know, <laughs> she's or, getting out of bed, right? And <laughs> she's like she's living in one of those little bungalows that yeah. people live in in David Lynch movies with you, you no know. basements. That was I'm obsessed right. with that nobody has a basement in L.A. I love that nobody has a basement, right? I think that's for like geological reasons. Totally, right? yeah. totally. But it just <laughs> growing up with all of your dark, all of your like boxes well, and stuff would be in the basement, and they have to have them on their ground floor. Well, I, you know, stuff. Miami, where I grew up, which is very similar to LA yeah. in some ways, um, we no, didn't have any basements because we're at sea level. Yeah, and there's nothing. Yeah. there's no place to have a basement. I'm obsessed with this. Um, I'm obsessed really? with like a well. I'm obsessed with like a storage unit over the garage. I feel like everyone had a garage with a storage in L.A. And, and when you oh. don't have a basement, you have some other kind of like space for your storage. We, we just had a garage, yeah, but yeah. no, not a storage above the garage. Not an attic or anything? No. Miami houses don't have second floors unless you're like, (laughs) I mean, the traditional Florida home, you know. Now people have big mansions or whatever. But yeah, I think, I don't even know where people, I don't even know where my parents stored anything. I think, I think I, uh, when I, when I fantasized (laughs) about going to like moving to LA, I always wanted to live in a bungalow because I feel like they'd be very easy to keep clean because there's not a lot of space. Yeah. Very tidy. I have a very romantic idea of a bungalow, an LA bungalow. Oh yeah. You know, lots of light, hardwood floors. Yeah. Um, plants. A little patio. A little patio. But you're right up against everybody. They're they're tight. Yeah. You have like the driveway. But you have sexy neighbors. Hopefully. Yeah. Clipping the hedges. Right. Without their shirts on. Oh, of course. Because it's hot. It's LA. So this song, uh, she wrote it with Merway. Yeah. And it's an old song. Apparently they had started it maybe very at the beginning of their recording sessions and put it down or didn't know what to do with it for a while, I think. And um, it's sort of been floating around and then they finally sort of finished it. Um, You know... I'm just going to put it up in the front that I like this song, but I don't love this song. Mm. As we've listened to it, like getting ready for the episodes, I appreciate it. I listen to it. I sing along with it, but it doesn't quite take off for me. Um, I, I would agree with you. I, I, um, it obviously has become, and we'll talk about this later about um, where it fits in the canon, but it definitely has become a nostalgic song because it's been with us so long now. Um, but I agree with you. I feel like there are, uh, what, what is so what is dissatisfying to me about the song is there are the pieces of something that could lift off, but I don't think they're interested in lifting it the, right. the traditional way. And yet they're using very traditional pieces to 
as yeah. elements. Yeah. So it it needs it needs to go in a tra- but it never does. And th- it, again, like American Life, the song it switches so quickly, and there are all these different elements. You never kind of get into the groove of it before they move you to yeah. another part. Yeah, I mean, because I think that the parts are really beautiful. I love the guitar at the beginning. Yeah. I think is gorgeous and her voice coming in with the beat. I think the beat is really cool and very layered, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and I like her melody, too. Yeah. Um, I really love when it gets to shine your light now. Oh, yeah. I think that's gorgeous. And it has that, it hits that sweet spot of Madonna and those hooks we always yeah. talk about. Yeah. It's the same with like Open Your Heart or with even Justify My Love or it's like that. Mm. Yeah. And it has like a baseline that's, um, you know, similar in a lot of ways to American life, but it's more subdued. It's mellower. It's chiller. Very yeah. LA. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. It does feel like a track that you could, like she talks about being in the car with your top down and that's what it feels like a song to, to listen to while you're driving around. Everybody comes to Hollywood. They want to make it in the neighborhood. They like the smell of it. And yet there's that restless quality because she's also kind of like painting an image of like how could it hurt you when it looks so good? Yeah. And it and it and it's a she's almost like an oracle, like warning us about the the yeah. hollowness of it. Yeah. So it never can kind of you know it's it's not as simple as a the sun is shining and we're happy. Like it, right. it, it there's a there's a restlessness to it for that, sure. Um, and the way it's recorded, I mean, I think. Like you said, I mean, there's a, a lot of beauty in the song, but there's also Merway's kind of um, spare, cold production that kind of, um, which I kind of like about it. That's yeah. the part of it I like. I like, again, Madonna's inherently warm vocals. Yeah. Mixed with his kind of like antiseptic kind of production. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point a good way to look at the song for sure i think like you know even like when you know she doesn't she works hard but then she doesn't work hard it's like when she like lets her voice go up and she's like hollywood you know yeah. and it like hits that it's just very casual um warm simple but clear there's emotion in it there's like it's a cautionary tale right yeah. um and um i was thinking about um this the whole song malibu um, oh which had come out. Yes. I remember that. Right? Oh, of course, gosh. Of course. We'd brought up Celebrity Skin before. Yeah. What a fucking masterpiece.
Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you think about songs about L.A., the culture, the music, I think about, what's that great movie, um, Canyon? Uh, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, Laurel oh Canyon as well. Like, these Lisa mo- Cholodenko, baby. Oh, yes. Francis McDormand as a, as a record, as a famous record producer. And her son her is... Christian Bale, uh, tortured, just wants uh, to be a businessman in the East. So confused and <laughs> disturbed by her, her and mom. loves her. And, mom. Yeah. Oh, my but God. But these are like, gr- you know, I love L.A. stories. Yeah. And yeah. I love stories about like... Because L.A., you know, and I also love this idea of like L.A. is in the desert, California, you know, like that we're yeah. really in this sort of dangerous land that looks really pretty but is really about vultures and treacherous wolves. treacherous landscapes yes how could it hurt you when it looks so good i always think of um the the velvet underground sunday morning that that song to me always evokes like i feel like every la movie starts with sunday because it's like oh it's day daytime in la It's just a restless feeling by my side. Um, I also think there's that sense of like. Uh, because you're three hours behind the East Coast, time is different yeah, there. Yeah. They're not as adherent to being. Um, setting to a cl- and this the song feels that way. Right, it has a kind of like the the tempos kind of match that kind of amorphous time zone thing. Totally, yeah. totally, yeah. And and like I always think of I think of all of California as like because we spent a lot of time in Northern California, which I really personally love more, like San yeah. Francisco and up into the, you know, Sacramento wine country. Even yeah, is really yeah. Beautiful. yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I was thinking of California as like everybody's smoking weed and getting high in the afternoons. Like yeah. even if they're working, they still get high or they well, go in their backyards. Cause by three o'clock the East is closed. So right. it's like, you know, you have the afternoon yet. There's some, yeah. So there's something about this song that sounds like they like had gotten a little stoned you know, like, yeah. and it just sort of like floats through. Um, I also wanted to just point to like film noir and LA because I was like, oh, yeah. LA Confidential and Body Double. And, well, and um, I and I love that. Um, I I feel always a sense of like um, crummy apartment complexes uh-huh. where there's a pool in the middle and or Melrose place, Melrose place and, yeah. and but 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 that's like a sanitized version I'm right. talking like people in bathrobes with cigarettes yeah. like yeah. coming out and this song you know I think she I don't necessarily think she hung out a lot in apartment complexes, but <laughs> she definitely has seen a lot of noir movies. And oh, there, yeah. There are shadows yeah. in the song that I think are really interesting. Yeah. And when we get to the video, I think that the video has a noir quality to it, yeah. too. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stories happening through it, and, yeah. and it feels very much in that California, L.A. story vibe. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And, and, and how do you feel about, the, like, near the end where the push the button I love that part. And see, I hate that part. See, That's where I'm I'm uh, out. I love I love music stations only play the same songs on board with the concept of right and wrong. And then I love that end part about like I love that. 
I love that her voice changes. I love how it sort of fades. Why do you hate it? I, I think after um, the rap in American Life, um, I'm kind of like, oh, not another. It feels like a trick after that. Because again, I the first time I heard this was when I heard the, the proper record. And so I listened to American Life on the CD, and then which I had heard. Yeah. And then I listened to Hollywood. And I had heard like the pre-reviews uh, of the album. This was like a great, pop like this was going to be the dance song right, right right yeah and um but then it got to that moment i'm like oh they're doing that thing again with her voice and it's kind of like another rap or is, is every song going to end with a rap <laughs> and i was kind of like not into it and oh. i felt like it i felt like it was kind of a trick how so i i just i don't think they knew how else to end the song and so oh. <laughs> she I was mean, like I, i've run out of words mere way you just fix it I don't know. I think that I think that it's the peak of the song. I mean, okay. I think that the music uh, music stations only play the same songs yes. is the peak of the song, yes. right? That's her bridge in this song, um, and then and then I think that push the button, don't push the button, push the button, don't you know, turn the channel. I think is kind of like building on that idea of like. Um, you know, you can get stuck in this idea of like what's beautiful and it can hurt you, or you can like look at a different frequency. You know, yeah. and I want to get off of this frequency. It's killing me. You know, I love that. Push the button. Don't push the button. Trip the station. Change the channel. Push the button. Don't push the button. Trip the station. Change the channel. Push the button. Don't push the button. Trip the station. Change the channel. Push the button. Don't push the button. Trip the station. Change the channel. I love that idea, and I love that idea of also the. the and you have the choice. So the kind of well, no, the and and the transitory nature of the city. Like, if you're not happy in this area, you can get in the car and go somewhere. Like, it, it's a place where you can move very freely amongst the world. Yeah. and you have a lot of autonomy. I mean, I think that that's the appeal of going to California, and when the settlers were going there for the gold rush, it's like we're going to make our own thing, and we're right. going to have freedom. A lot of a lot of California, and particularly. Like you said, Northern California is about personal freedom yep. and, and authenticity. And yet it's a city, Hollywood is such an, a city about um, externals and, yeah. Um, yeah. and covers. And yeah. So I just wasn't, I, I just remember being like, oh, this song isn't going to lift or it's not going to lift right. and, and get cathartic. Right, for sure. I mean, this is where I think it like is a good song, but not a great Madonna song. And there's something, there's an urgency there. It drives, it has a bop. The bop gets interrupted, like especially there's that one point where it really is building and then it like breaks and she goes to the check it out. Yeah. This bird is flown. And I'm like, that was where the song was about to like really groove. And she just, she pulls it back into yeah. this very mellow moment, which again, I think is like going back to some of the theme of this album altogether, which I think this whole album is a disruptor and that this song it's disrupting itself. It's like, Oh, I could have this be a more formal pop structure that yeah, would be yeah. more palatable, but let's, let's disrupt it. Let's break it. And, and, and I think this is what lies the frustration for so many people with this album was there, there were, there was a willful denial of catharsis uh -huh. as, as it goes on. Mm. And, and, and actually it's funny you bring up, uh, 
um, this bird has flown, has flown, 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 flown. This bird has flown. Um, I remember not resonating with that when I heard it, and I'm like, oh, damn it, we were going somewhere, and uh, um, now I think it's just so amazing. I think that line yeah. has gained so much resonance for me over the years of like, she's basically declaring her independence from that system. Yes. And after we talked so much about her attempts at Hollywood and conquering Hollywood, yeah. she's kind of been like, well, I don't need this anymore. Or I finally faced the truth of this world. And, and you know, again, we have to remind, I don't think I have to remind you, it's like Madonna's met and, and has rubbed shoulders with all the movers and shakers in Hollywood. Who do you want to meet next? <sighs> Who do I want to meet next? Who would really blow you away? I think I met everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but, but it's, you know, yeah, I, I do yeah, think of yeah, that. And I yeah. think about, I also think about like Madonna's famous Oscar parties that she yes. still manages to throw who knows I, I wonder if she'll do one this year yeah but you know she she's still every few you know she, I, I think there's part of her that really still wants to that still believes in the magic of hollywood totally. and the the industry of hollywood and well she's she is in embedded in the industry i mean it, she's an outlier in so many ways but and she's aware of it and everybody is but she's embedded in it i was actually just watching this uh, one of those uh, clips from Watch What Happens Live, like an old one, it was with Rosanna Arquette, and he's like, yes. "Can I ask you questions about Madonna?" And she's like, "Yes." Yeah, and so they talk about how they met and how they bonded, and um, and then she, he's like, "When's the last time you saw her?" And he, she's like, "Oh, I was just at her Oscar party, yeah. you know, and we talked there." And um, you I know, think she and Aiden Quinn and Griffin Dunn have never fallen off that list, right? I, she, I really. She do. was at the wedding. She was at, the, you know, it's yeah. like they're like just. They're, they're old Hollywood pals. Can I riff for a second on Rosanna Arquette? Please. So Rosanna Arquette, I'm obsessed with Rosanna Arquette's uh, Instagram. And I'm obsessed with this. This woman is like modern day Zelig. She has met and seen, because if oh, yeah. anybody dies, or if anybody has a birthday, or if anybody is doing anything noteworthy, Rosanna has a photo with them, <laughs> and she posts it, and she calls them by their first name. Well, I mean, the Arquettes are Hollywood royalty. It's my, but I, I'm just like, David Crosby just died. Rosanna has a photo of him, and she goes, rest in peace, David. And it's just, it's just so Hollywood insidery, yeah. and that yet there's this, like, this insatiable need to be like, I'm still a part of it, man. I'm well, still in the, in the firmament. Meet you all the way. Rosanna, yeah. She's at the center of a universe. Like she is like really in all the Arquettes, you yeah. know, are, are, um, are and, part of that world. And she yeah. is that wonder. And I, I know I've mentioned it before that searching for Deborah Winger, that yes. documentary, which is basically a <sighs> who's who of late nineties, Hollywood women. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is a Jessica Lang comes out of retirement. Jane yes. Fonda is out of retirement to talk about what acting means to her yes. now. Yes. It's like, uh, but, but I'm just, I, I'm, I'm mystified by Rosanna and her 
just she's been everywhere and she's met everybody and she got a photo with them. And I yes. love that. I love it. Just going back to that documentary. Again, so so Searching for Deborah Winger is all about why Deborah Winger, who had been such a Hollywood star in the 80, late 70s, 80s, and arguably into the early 90s. I think her last Oscar nomination was in 1993 um, and uh, for Shadowlands. And... Um, and I remember, but why she had left the industry because she was so respected and loved. I think it's in a way a very natural phase. If you think about women's bodies, and I won't get too particular, but it's better when we girls listen to the natural flow of things than when we try to, you know, shove it into. And the natural flow of a woman's life would, it would behoove us to take a little break somewhere between. 45 and 55 or 40 and 50 and it's a nice time to take a break and then come back with that maturity I, and if you have a life it's actually a great time to take a break too because you're still young enough to really enjoy stuff and move around a lot and be free of show business and being that having that scrutiny and also you know I just took mine a little earlier <laughs> but it seemed like a really natural I didn't have to it seemed totally natural and so the whole movie is about Rosanna grappling with her own, like she has a child, she's no longer the girlfriend or the young pretty thing, but she's no, not yet the mother. Right. Or, or, the, or the grandmother or the, you know, yeah. and, and what, how she's going to navigate the business. And so she interviews all these fabulous women, actresses of different ages and different, you know, and, and, I love it. Martha Plimpton is in it, um, talking about how she's always cast as the friend who ha every line is a question. Mm. She has no no personal story. She's like, "Are you going to call him? <laughs> what do you think?" Yeah. So it's just it's an interesting and and also balancing motherhood and all of those things. And it's but it's really about how do you age as a woman in Hollywood in the late nineties, early aughts, and so. And and Madonna is asking herself these same yes, questions. She's the, the age. Well, she's the I, part of the reason I was thinking of that quote is that, or that part of the movie is because she's at the age where, at this time, traditionally women disappeared from the business for a while. Yeah, and Madonna does not disappear, which makes it hard, like for her, and sometimes not for us. I don't mean for us. It's hard, but like to grapple with like this image of this woman aging, you know, and yeah. changing and, and incorporating motherhood in front of us yes. versus yes. going away and coming back. Right. Having right. done all Babies. of it. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm going to take time off to go to raise my kid. Right. Yeah. Madonna's like, I'm not going to take time off. I'm going to raise my kid in front of you. Yeah. To the point where when we get to the MTV awards, which we'll talk about briefly, Lourdes is on stage as the flower, the flower girl. girl, you know, like know. it's all in front of us. It's kind of, a, and, and, and I guess, I guess the question also would be, well, what was her other choice? Like, do you think she could have theoretically gone away or just, do, do you know what she I mean? She, of course she has the choice that she could have. Yeah. Did she want to? No, because it's no. not part of what, it's not what's interesting. She's a working human being she wanted to work she loves to work it's part yeah. of her dna it, you know midwest baby yeah she, it's in, embedded in her do you remember how you felt do you remember when you first heard this did you hear it on the album when it came out or yeah 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 i think i liked this song i was happy about it like i felt like this was closer to a madonna song that i could you know or it was i and and you know i think like 
I was interested. I know, I mean, I know every song on this album, like backwards and forwards. I listened to this album a lot, even though I was like trying to not pay attention to her. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I, I remember liking this song a lot and especially after American life, which I felt like was so hard Yeah, that this was such a relief. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it's had such a topsy turvy kind of history and, and since it came out and, um, and I think it's a, it's a really interesting, um, I think the biggest surprise for me when we were, when we were getting ready to discuss this is that video. Yeah. Well, why is it a surprise? I think I had remembered it differently. So mm. I, I um, went back and watched it. And, and this is another collaboration with John Baptiste Mondino. Yes. Who um, last worked with her on Don't Tell Me, which yes. is, you know, uh, fabulous. Um, and I had forgotten how it had been. I remembered all the visuals and I remembered a lot of that stuff. I'd forgotten about like the Botox. I'd forgotten yeah. about the maid. Yeah. I'd forgotten about the massage therapist. I'd forgotten about the way it's edited. I mean, it's basically, and this is what was so shocking to me, it's basically a boomerang on Instagram before we had boomerang. Because she does all that back and forth oh, yeah, movement yeah, and the editing yeah. when she's on the bar and the uh-huh, bout. And, the ball. and it's, it's basically a boomerang shot. Uh-huh. Isn't that it? Like it feels very modern yeah. now. Yeah. Like like it would be a TikTok video today. Oh, maybe. I mean, I think it's. I think it's a. It's a surprisingly subtle, beautiful video. Yeah. Like um, the other day, I was watching it, and Sheldon walked in, and he stopped and watched it. And he's like, "That was really good." And I was yeah. like, "It is really good." I think too. Like um, we see. What I thought was cool in this watch of it or this time watching it was like, oh, you know, Madonna plays like six characters yeah. in it. And it's all the characters. It's all the characters. We have dark-haired Madonna, crazy-haired Madonna, red-haired Madonna, auburn Madonna, blonde Madonna. I am. You know what I mean? And they're all... And all those... We see the Express Yourself Madonna. We see the Frozen Madonna. We see all the images. Well, and, and I think I had remembered it as just kind of like a fashion show. I right. just remembered yes. all of the different looks and all the clothes and everything. And I was like, oh, this this was a really... And before going in, I'm like, oh, yeah, and there was that lazy video they did. And then I watched and I'm like, well, wait a second. Like, her, her Botox surgeon is there sh- yes. shooting her. Cause, up, really? Because when yeah, because when they when they do the behind the scenes, yeah, she comes into the shot and she's like, "Hey, it's good to see you." He's like, they "Hey, I'm going to be <laughs> shooting you up on on, on camera." Yeah. Like it's kind of fabulous. <laughs> well, and I, and I just look at like today, and I look yeah. at the way that we record ourselves on Instagram and and social media, and and these feel like social media shots. Yeah, look at me, I'm getting this or that um that real life app that everybody does, oh, the yeah. kids do. So yeah. the kids all do this thing where they, um, at a moment every day, there's a notification and they're supposed to shoot two videos of themselves and then what they're seeing. Well, no, it shoots it both at the same time. Yeah, and it's and it's real life. Yeah. Like they're not supposed to censor it. They're not supposed to. And 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 the other thing is, is like I know so I many, think it's called something else though. I think it is. Too. I don't know. <laughs> like real life or something. It's or like actual life. Or, uh, I I, I've been in somebody, one. Yeah. My goddaughter made me do uh, one with her. Um, uh, I've been Last in several because it always happens while I'm During, teaching. Yeah, of course. And they're like, Everyone oh, they all, they're like, can you be in my whatever? And I'm like, no. And sometimes I'm like, fine. Fine. Um, but but <laughs> the other thing is, it's like I know so many people who are getting Botox. Yes. And so it's like this thing. 
where I'm like, oh my God, this video is so prescient. Yeah, the video is is more interesting. I absolutely agree. I think the video is actually a perfect capturing of this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love all of the looks. I think she looks phenomenal in it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I also really love, like there's a story, like there's this woman on the TV, right, who's yeah. like trying to get a ride, yeah. right, in black and white. She's like the noir character who's come to LA and is either trying to leave or go. I don't know if she's Nomi. Like, <laughs> Nomi. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's Elizabeth dark... Berkeley wishes that this was an homage to know totally. me. One day she looks like Pollyanna. The next day she looks like, I don't know, Lolita maybe. <laughs> nice dress. Thanks. I bought it at Versace. But then there's all these different levels of success or like power in the video. There's that scene, yeah, where she's sort of like, it's sort of like uh, the bitter tears of Petra von Kant and she's like the the dame and then she has this this well it, she thinks it's a french maid but it turns out the woman is sicilian like sicilian yeah. well <laughs> but but I, I love that sequence with the maid because um she's not doing anything she's waiting for the miss her mistress to like give her a task right. she's just sitting she's there. just sitting there at her beck and call yes, i love that yes. i love that i love the one part that cracks me up is when she's in the she has the crazy red hair and she's in like the kind of pantsuit and she's standing you know on that little platform with all the mirrors yeah. and I'm like is she at Bloomingdale's just trying this on do you know what I mean she's just standing there like she's just walking around she's no, not saying anything every, everyone has a walk-in closet she's in her walk-in closet and she's st- <laughs> there's a platform so she could look like look at herself in a three-way mirror I also think it's a okay it's also a callback to um, the um the fashion model that she plays in deeper and deeper, right? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and that and that's the other part of the video that I find really interesting. When I, which I thought was I was lazy back in the day. Um, she's alone. She's achieved this success, but everything is is either her by herself or her with someone she's employing. Well, except when they're doing the photo shoot and they're like pulling her around and trying yeah. to make her, you know, then she's working for somebody else or that character. Yeah. But they're all yes. Everybody's right. working for something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love in the behind the scenes, which is kind of boring. But there's one of my favorite moments is the moment that I remembered, like the same way I remembered that moment when she walks out for the Die Another Day video and says "ow." Um, for this, I re- and she <laughs> says "ow" in this too. She hits something and says "ow," but she's like they're doing a setup and she's like "Mandino." Take some pictures of me. He's like, we don't have time. Oh, she, I love that part. Yes. He's like, we don't have time. We don't have time. And she's like, I don't care. Take some pictures anyway. And oh then you see him taking pictures of her. And she's I, like giving the full. I face. think that every Madonna making of has a moment where she complains about how cold it is. Too. <laughs> every, it's always freezing in these studios. <laughs> and she has like no underpants on. Right. She's always very clear about her undergarments oh, and how cold it is. I love to. Yeah. I love to <laughs> in the massage part where she's on her. Her stomach and she's like should i take my top off for this of course this? you should madonna <laughs> of course you should and i and i i think this is why she likes likes working with john baptiste mundi like he's like of course you should like he yeah. so empowers her to be well, silly and known fun each other for and, 20 years i know i know um, well and we should talk about guy bordin bordin the, the oh, photographer yeah. yes, and, yes, and yes, yes. because that was the one shadow on this video yeah, yeah. was um it, uh this video was inspired by by his photographs and particularly the one where where she's straddling the 
the television. The TV, yeah, at the end. And um and his estate uh uh obviously sued because of, of the appropriation. Is it appropriation or appreciation? Um, and I think it was deemed appropriation to the tune of $600,000 <laughs> as a payment. More Though than Madonna appropriation. Madonna never admitted wrongdoing, right, of course. Of course not. Speaking of that moment of her on the TV, yeah. one of my favorite moments of the video is the end where she pulls the plug when the, the song is just taking off. Yes. Right? And again, another moment of disruption because what I really want in that moment is to groove, like let the song groove out, which it does on the album and the original song. But on the, the video, she pulls the plug and we sit there in silence with her. Yeah. Which is really telling and interesting. And then we flash on that, on that. Oh, and the woman on the, trying the hitchhiking woman. Yeah. And, uh, and did you, cause again, I'm looking at it again and I'm like, oh my God, it's kind of an homage to, to the sex book. Yes. Like yes, she's for sure. now, she's now a, a, but she looks so much more like a normal person. I mean, her hair is greasy. She's in that coat. She's black hair in it too. It's like more like the Madonna who came to New York with $35 in her yeah. pocket, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's where it gets very noir for me. And I mentioned David I Lynch before part. and feels very David Lynchian to me as well. Well, it reminds um, me because, you know, Mulholland Drive is, is on its way around the corner. I think it came out that same year or the next year. Mm. And, you know, that movie is all about Naomi Watts being yeah. a young woman. Yeah. I think she's from Kansas who, um, I, I love this movie because at yeah. the beginning of the movie, they're on the escalator getting off the plane and she's with that older couple that you think are her like grandparents who have come with her to kind of help her get to new to LA and they're just strangers she met on the plane. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, good luck to you. And <laughs> off they go. And she's this young woman yeah. on her own in, in, in LA and the, the whole movie is all about like the, how LA destroys this yep. wonderful effervescent, trusting girl. All I want to do is talk about David Lynch. All I want to do is talk about Naomi Watts. Oh, She's brilliant in that movie. Didn't she just do something that was kind of controversial? She does. I mean, she she had that period. Because remember, she she did a movie with Sean Penn, too, where they're like... Yeah. Oh, Did you see that movie, Funny Games? No. (gasps) Who's... who's, What what just... Uh, it's this movie. It's it's based. It's the um, German filmmaker Haneke and um, Michelle Haneke, I think is yeah. his name. And he did it in its original versions in German. He did it. He remade it frame for frame in English. And Naomi Watts plays the mother in it. Oh wow! And it is one of the most horrific films I've ever is it, seen. Is it a, a recent film? No, it's probably maybe maybe even. I'd say at least 15 years old at this point. These two guys show up at their door, young men. I have heard of this movie, but I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I saw a movie that she did a few years ago where, where her family was like, like there was a hurricane Uh that, that like tropical hurricane that came through and destroyed the Island they were vacationing on. I remember that movie Mm. that she did. She's an interesting actress because she's somebody that, She's at that at that crux where she's like disappeared yeah. for chunks of time. Well, um, she's yeah, totally. You know, yeah, she's really interesting. She's with Leif Schreiber, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and has had children with him. And we're neighbors. They live in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah. She's best friends with Nicole Kidman. They are. They're Australians um, together. And one time I saw. Have you ever seen that? Her in Brooklyn. I have seen them in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I one night years and years and years ago, not that long ago, but years ago, I saw. I was at 
uh, like I think it was the Mercer Hotel for dinner and um, I was in the lobby and I looked over and Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts are sitting there together like having like tea or something and there is such a difference in their physicality. Nicole Kidman is like you know, she's like six feet tall. Yeah. She's gigantic. And And has a huge head. Huge head. And sits very proper and upright and was like in full fashion. Yeah. Full movie star fashion. Probably on her way from a screening onto some, you know, she's just in town for a few minutes. Right. Naomi Watts was like in jeans and a schleppy, you know, sweatshirt. And she was like lean down, no makeup on. And I I was like, uh, I love, but that's Brooklyn, baby. That's people who live in Brooklyn. We all are (laughs) like this. We are. I mean, I was running the other day and Peter Skarsgård was also running and we were kind of running together. Oh yeah. Did you talk about the lost daughter? No, we, no, I always (laughs) ignore him. No, I, I've, I run into Peter Skarsgård so much and I refuse to recognize him and he knows that I know who he is. Oh. And he knows, and I won't do it. I won't do it. I had that with Ethan Hawke, except he would just scowl at me. My sister and I met Ethan Hawke at that, um, when Stephen Sondheim had his birthday tribute. My sister Kate came to town. <laughs> Kate's going to factor in later. Um, and uh, she, I took her with me to this uh, tribute they did to him. And um, Ethan Hawke was in the lobby, and I, Katie was so excited because she hadn't seen a, star, a movie star yet. And I, well, we walked right up to him, and I said, I'm going to introduce you to Ethan Hawke. Was he nice? He was very nice. Oh, that's good. Very nice to her, too, because I think he could tell how excited she was. That's so really sweet. He delivered to Everybody comes to <laughs> Hollywood. Well, listen, I think we need to get to the the crisis and climax of the Hollywood uh, cycle. Do you think this is why she never did it again live is after this MTV thing? Absolutely. Well, so... But wait, let, let's can yeah. we build up. Let's go back. She did do this on all of the promo tours. Correct. In, in its original form. Yes. And um, it worked to varying degrees. Yeah. I think she was figuring out like that it was a hard song to get the groove for. And again, this is another one of those Madonna songs where I'm always like, why is she making it so hard to sing? Because yeah. it, it's a hard song to sing live. Yeah. And it goes yeah. all over the place vocally. and Yeah, it makes, yeah, it, makes it hard for her to move like to oh. dance she has to yeah. really sing it and well and, except, and this, go yeah, ahead no sorry well and this goes into your your feeling about like this is another one of those songs where the audience wants to jam yeah. and yeah. the song won't let them exactly yeah. yes for sure there's one time when she does it overseas when she lip syncs like it's either top of the pops or it's the germany show i'm not sure where um i i said to you because i was watching it online or i watched it on my tv and it's so blurry and it almost doesn't look like her i'm like is <laughs> a Madonna double? Because there are Madonna doubles. <laughs> Did you know that? Not that do live shows where she's being interviewed. It's not like Madonna's like not there. Well, we don't really know, but, oh. but she was, it was probably Madonna, but she's lip syncing and therefore she's much more free and she really grooves with the song and the song kind of is more funky and, and interesting because of like she's able to really dance to it, yeah. which she hadn't been able to do before. Well, so, my favorite of the, of the live performances where she actually sings it live is the Jonathan Ross performance. Oh yeah, I love this. She also flubs part of the lyrics here.
like that. I, I was watching that going, oh, this song live is pretty great. And then, and then MTV. So MTV. So she, um, as has been historical for Madonna, that she's going to open the MTV Awards. Well, right? the, this 20th is her, the 20th anniversary of MTV, the MTV Video Music Awards. Except I was confused because I know technically, sure, the MTV Video Music Awards, the first one was 1984. Yes. And so this is 2003. So it's... It, they're calling it the 20th because, yeah, if you count it, it's 20, but really it should be 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, they're like, we're going to have the best We're going to recreate a magical, seminal moment. Right. There, all this hype, you know it's coming. Everybody knows Madonna's going to open, but we know there's surprises. We don't know what they are. Yeah. And then here we are. And I remember watching this. Oh, I was live too. I was live too. Oh yeah, because I was like, I can't miss this. It's yeah. Madonna, and I, I only have to stay for the first fifteen minutes. But also, you know what I mean to like see the Madonna opening. <laughs> you weren't, but but, but Kenny, I was going to say, hold on, we we have talked a lot. You were very plugged no, into the music scene. No, I know this is what I'm going to say. This is like this was actually a, a, a time where I was really actively watching these awards because yeah. it was like you know, and just for context, right? Britney is about to release in the zone. Yes, um, which is the peak of Britney time. The peak well, and the fall. Well, I, I, I think, Slave for You. I before. think her fans would say Blackout is her best album, which oh, no, is no, to no. come. For this sure. Is, this, I, is the, this is the peak of Britney as a Jive Records. Yeah, this is what, that's what I mean. Stress. That's yeah. what I mean. Meaning, yeah. like, Toxic is the second single on this album, yeah. Me Against Music, and then Toxic. And, like, Toxic is, like, you know, if there's. There's only a couple other songs that you equate with Britney. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I think if we were to do a a a, a, um, a time capsule, we would put Toxic in. Uh-huh. Toxic or would, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yes, but, yeah. You know, but so... Um, Toxic's a great Christina song. Christina is in her dirty phase. Yes. Justin has j- released Justified that year. Yeah. Um, Beyonce has left... Quote unquote, or or taking a you know gone solo. She's crazy in love is the big single. She's not with Jay Z, but she is. Like they go to the this awards, but um, they're not together. You've said no. Like, they're they're they are together, but, but they don't not go to the together. awards yes, together. Yeah. Right. So we're still in that phase. Kelly Rowland is there. So like you know. Um, uh, the queer eye is there. The queer eye for the, the queer eye for the straight guy guys are the the five of them are there. Paris it's a really, Hilton. It's a really interesting time because it is a time when the initial wave of these like late nineties pop stars has kind of ended, and yeah. now they're on to their second second movement almost. Yeah, and, and right. particularly like I remember. Um, cause I wasn't really listening to any of this stuff, but Christina Aguilera's dirty era, I thought was a really daring, dirty itself and stripped is a great record overall. Yeah, yeah. And she was trying things very much like Madonna had done. She yeah. was trying to shake it up. She was trying to, um, rip apart her image, um, shake off the shackles of the, stu- of the, of the record company in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and yet beautiful is like one of the most traditional things she ever did. Yeah. And, and maybe it's from that her, same era. her most important song, you know, oh, yeah. um, there is a great mashup of dirty with Miss Diana Ross's upside down that I have to play for you right now. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
But I also wanted to say, like, um, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie are there. They just done Simple Life. Yeah. So we're in this world culturally, you know, we're all like, we're, and, and everybody's excited. Oh, Mary J. Blige is there, which we're going to get to in a minute. Eminem, the year before, had had the big fight with the puppet, you know, yeah. punched the puppet out. Yeah. And, like, it had been a big deal. So we're in this, like, and I, I was engaged with all of this pop culture. I was really enjoying this. And see, I was kind of checked out of it and kind of only there to watch Madonna. And I remember that um, this was when they had started to de- delay, put delays on on uh, um, uh, award shows. So I was very intent on watching it live because who knows what who knows what they would have done later to kind of fix anything. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you really wanted to be there live so that you saw the mess and the good things that would happen. Yeah, before yeah. they cleaned it up in post production. Nice. Yeah, because 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 the MTV Music Awards had become like a music video. By the when they when they would re 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 show it, they would package it and edit it and make oh, it sorry. a little more user friendly. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't totally remember that, but I, I yeah I believe yeah. You. So so yeah. we knew we knew that this was coming, right? And then, but we didn't know what, right? And then it starts. We see this big wedding cake on stage, and somebody at the top of it, right? Who we presume is Madonna, I think, at the beginning. Maybe, but it's we hear the opening of "Like a Virgin." Yeah, we see the the flower girls go down the aisle. It's um, Lourdes, and I think it's Carice Henry's daughter. Yes, I think it may have been. Yeah. Okay, Carice Henry. We'll we'll have to double check that, kids. She definitely was talking, talked into. Carice is involved in this. I think. <laughs> well, I think Madonna's into it too, but there because I think at this point we're in August. The album had come out in April. Yeah, it's had a tough time. Yes. Yeah. And they're sort of in repair mode by this point, right? They're trying to figure out like how to salvage it. This is the second single. It had already been released. The single hadn't done that well, but there isn't a new song to sing. What else can she sing at this yeah. awards? They don't want her to do American life because they don't want that sort yeah. of energy. Yeah. And so Madonna is like, well, so they do, they start the song out as like a virgin. Britney sings the first verse. Christina comes in and does the second verse. Apparently, just recently, J Lo, did you see, came out. I don't know if this is true or not, and said, "Oh, I had had a meeting with Britney and Madonna, and I was supposed to be that." And then I, I, couldn't I think get they it to may have out. been thought of, but I think Jennifer Lopez was never going to do. Like, first of all, I don't think Jennifer Lopez would have sauntered along the side like Christina. No. Christina Aguilera is the VIP of this. 
is oh, the MVP of this one because I she agree. is so game. She doesn't pull the diva thing of like, I want to come down on the cake. She just kind of saunters in from the side, blows Britney a kiss, and just starts to sing. And she's fabulous. She's she sounds fabulous. fantastic. You know who totally doesn't agree. think she's fabulous? Britney. Mary J. Blige. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, is it Mary J. Blige? Is that what Mary she's Mary J. Blige starts the scowling men. That's oh. when that's when you're like that's when she starts the look I mean in the moment it was so campy it was so fabulous you saw these two princesses who Who had been feuding with each other they're working together only Madonna could have gotten them to roll around on the floor together totally it's a great tribute yeah and then up pops Madonna. And then we have the 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 groom music come in, right? Or the, the walking down the aisle music and Madonna shows up at the top as the groom. And the audience goes nuts. Well, and a couple of things. So, that, so again, they the, everyone leaps to their feet, which is now kind of what everyone does when well, Madonna did you, shows up. But did up you see who events. leads it? Uh, Guy Ritchie, baby, Guy, with a big smile, so relieved oh, God. <laughs> that the lift worked. I have a feeling the lift had a lot of issues. She was like, "Guy, Guy, I don't know if the lift is going to work. We, it hasn't worked in rehearsal once. Can I, you ride it for me once? Can you, no, Guy, just do it. Do it so, fuck you, Guy. Um, and then and then he's like, "Oh God, thank God this is over." Or we can go back home yeah, after this. She's it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, and oh, also, I want to say that the band is, you can see Stuart Price yeah. is off to the side. Monty's playing. I don't all know. In, all in bridal all in white. white. Everyone's it's ready kind of to go. Beautiful set. Yeah. And beautiful lighting. She gets up to the top. The audience is screaming. And a lot of them are like, it feels kind of like perfunctory to stand up. It's kind of like the way I feel sometimes at plays where like the play ends and everybody gives it a standing ovation. I was yeah. like, well... Nothing's happened yet. A, Nothing's right. happened it's yet. Just, she's just shown up. Yeah. And then she... Which but, we knew she was going to do. It's not like this, like, right. whoa, surprise. But then it's like she betrays us all with that first note. Everybody comes to Well, this is my problem with this performance. This performance, like the song for me, keeps, there's, the momentum keeps getting chopped because that groom music, any momentum the girls had, right. had built, done. gone. Right. Then Hollywood starts and then they start to build it again. Well, it's really just that. <laughs> Everybody comes to well, Hollywood. She's so nervous, and she, know, you know, but and it's, it's like been after, built up after and, all this time, she should know that she'll be nervous in that first moment. And they must have heard it in rehearsal. Like, should she do it right? In, she must have done it right in rehearsal. So I just felt bad for her, and I was like, it's so Madonna. And part of me had this theory. I was just thinking about this the other day, Mark. Like, do you think that Madonna? purposely makes a mistake in almost all of her performances to remind us there's a human being behind the machine. Oh, wow. That's a big question. And I'm just cataloging in my brain of all the mistakes <laughs> she's done. Um, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think that um, being overprepared Yes. Can be your worst enemy. Yes. And I think that Madonna is so drilled that when a moment of kind of like what the critics at Up for Grabs mentioned, when a moment of spontaneity happens, 
it really throws her, and so she fucks up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's such a a, a a you know, there's so much rehearsal involved that when something goes wrong, like, and I do think to myself, I wonder, like, did the lift as it came up, did it when it stopped, did it kind of jolt her a bit, and that caused her to sing the note off. Right. Or Something she couldn't could have, hear yeah. because of all the applause that she yeah. hadn't totally expected. Or yeah. Or the, the loudness of that. Yes, we knew yes. they'd applaud, but not whoop it up. Like right. It she lost the note yeah. and then couldn't grasp it and gave a shot. Then she walks down the stairs very slowly because there are steep stairs and she's in high, high heels. And, and there's that like vamp of Hollywood. Which is now we've morphed from playing the original Hollywood to the remix, the Jean Clacant Finn Duke mix, yeah, which is, which we're going to talk about, which is Stuart Price. Yes. Um, so we're in the remix version. She's no longer playing the real version of the song. She comes down and starts to do the song with the girls and yeah. dance. I actually love it when they dance. Well, when they do that, that line where they all, sh- uh, gyrate their hips, yeah. I think that's just so sexy and beautiful. And it shows that Madonna can hang with the girls For sure. and is still just as, Vital and and I think that that's part of a large part of why they do it, why she agrees to do this, and why she wants to do it this way. She wants to show that a they are part of her legacy and her yeah. lineage, and b she is just as formidable as a performer as she's ever been, and almost can like wipe the floor with these totally young women. Totally. Well, I mean, I think this is a theme that comes up in you know um, the song we're going to talk about adjacent to this me against the music. This thing of like who we're going to, let's have a friendly competition. Yeah. She's all in black. They're all in white. Um, which harkens back to me to die another day. She actually yeah. kind of looks like the die another day character in this. Yes. Yeah, so um, the hair's pulled back. Everything yes. is the same way. When there are props there, are, we, we introduce some top hats. We oh, introduce right. some garter. garters. There's yeah. lots of things happening. Yeah. And then comes the kisses, the kisses and kisses is the important correct plural because, um, obviously Madonna, uh, kisses Britney Spears and Britney brings some tongue action into the, into the proceeding, which according to Christina was not what they had planned. No, Madonna wanted closed mouth kisses. Yeah. Well, she's married and guys sitting there, right? You know, but Britney couldn't help herself. Well, and, and how Hmm. much of that also, I mean, like it's such a stunt, It's such a stunt. And, you know, part of me really respects Madonna. She did what she needed to do to keep, to bring headlines. Nobody talked about anything else after this. And no one even talked about that she kissed Christina, too. No. Because they, the way that they filmed it, they actually slowed down the Britney kiss and stayed on it you know, too long. And then they cut to Justin Timberlake's reaction. Yeah. So we never really see how balanced it is. Yeah. So it just looks like she really kissed Britney and just gave Christina a peck. Yeah. When in fact it's, it's, was false, you know? Um, and you know, I think like Christina and this, this rivalry that the two of them have, like a Britney, Christina rivalry, or we, whether it's true or not, though, I think some of it is really true. I think we've heard these stories about how, Christina is always wanting to be like respected or or have the same amount of fame as Britney, like all the way back to the Mickey Mouse Club. Well, but, and 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 it's so silly because it's like Christina Aguilera has the voice. 
Right. Well, I think this is the thing. Like, yeah. well, why I have the voice? Why do I get the you know? On a total side note of that, like la- the other a couple of nights ago, Sheldon couldn't stop singing um, "Genie in a Bottle," and yeah. so we played it. And what I was a like, great oh my song. god, what a great! I remember what that time when song. "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" came out, and it was like such a huge thing. And then, and then, like it was like a few months later, and "Genie in a Bottle" came out, and it was the same kind of energy. Of- talking about like pop music of that era i i was never a big fan of it but now i see it and i'm like god those songs songs are so well built yes so well made and the hooks are formidable and and they and they fit and they fit with what these singers are are good at and do and i think that that's that's part of what makes this performance so strange yeah. is that it, this is clearly not Madonna's sweet spot and and having Mal- Missy Elliott because like right after oh, yeah. this Missy Elliott as the ring bearer hey, who that be comes running out and kind of lifts the song to this other place And then, and then it destroys the, the momentum the again. It destroys yeah. the momentum again. Yeah. It's, well, this was happening a lot at this time, like in music videos too, like the music video would stop and then something else would happen and then they'd go back to the yeah. song. And it's like this whole, like, what is this disruption? It's so weird. Like, I think they think, you know, now it's like in the, um, in the Taylor Swift video, um, antihero where it stops and we're at the funeral sequence, yeah. you know, and, and it's like this, like a scene, um, it's like that, but this, it's like always like, what, what? I was just in the song. Why are we out of the song? So we come back to the song. They're all singing it and no one's really, I, I kept thinking like, everybody's like, including Madonna is like, this isn't the best song. Well, they're doing those, they're, they keep dancing, Hollywood, the quartet, the, 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 each one, they keep kind of going back and forth. And I'm like, what's happening? So Balloons are dropping. It's just it's all, all this, kinds of shit. They're just starting to, and I think that this is what happens is, is like, they know that there's no way to end this song 
great. So they just throw shit at the at the production. Right. And then they end on the bridge. And I'm kind of like, what does that mean to each of these people? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because the reality is, is that Madonna wants people to play this song on the radio. Yeah. All of those women have songs on the radio, hit songs, all of them. Work It Is Out, all of these different songs are out. So it's like, what, what are they complaining about? We're bored with the concept of right and wrong. What does that mean to any of them? I have no idea. I don't know that they, I don't think that they did any table work before they started <laughs> to get on their feet. Do so you know what I mean? Christina and Brittany, I'm going to need you to create characters for this. Kind of Nikki and Donna did this for the tour. Uh, would you do, would you create some characters for these women? And, and we brought you um, some props. <laughs> we brought you some props to, to imbue with meaning. I think Donna came in for like a class where she talked about <laughs> how to class. be. She was like, you like a workshop. She was like, yeah, Christina. Don, Donna's marketing herself as a workshop leader. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. like, Christina, um, <laughs> Madonna wanted me to come in and talk to you about what it means to play third fiddle. <laughs> oh, poor Christina. And Christina's like, I'm not third fiddle. She's like, you are, girl. You are. You're not on the wedding cake, I honey. know it's so hard. You're not on the admit, wedding cake. But yeah, you came in later. I mean, this this performance and, and did what it needed to do. It was on the, you know, the, the headlines the next day were all about the kiss yeah. and Madonna. And, and had Madonna gone too far? And was she like a blood sucker, like vampire? Yeah. Was she sucking the life force out of these pop stars in order to continue her... <clears throat> you know, dominance over. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's and, interesting. And sh- sorry. Look, go ahead. No. And then sure enough, like, you know, if we track what happens to Brittany in the next year, you know, she, she, um, her, she has that terrible knee in her injury and sort of, it's like her fall from grace as pop princess, you know? And so I'm like, Oh my God, did, did Madonna suck the life force out of her? Did she make this happen? You know, I don't really believe this, but if we go back to the idea of Hollywood, the song and the metaphor, it sort of does play into it. Basically, it was supposed to, you know, I was the groom and yeah. I had two brides, yeah. right? So, you know, the groom and the bride are supposed to kiss. Yeah. And it was just meant to be a playful kind of um, ironic comment on the bride and groom kissing because I had two brides. So I was going to kiss both of my brides. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. all of the rehearsals, rehearsals we did, it was very, you know, mwah. 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 Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that then. Was more than one. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know that, but that's. If, if Brittany looks like she's, you know, kissing me in an aggressive manner, it was a surprise to me. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a showgirl. After 20 years in show business, we learn to roll with the punches. You know? Absolutely. That's right. You so don't go, oh my God. You get a lemon, you make lemonade. If someone comes at you with their lips slightly parted, you have to kiss them. <laughs> why, doesn't, why don't Christine Aguilera and Missy Elliott get any of the kind of flack of, of that or, or, the, or the bump? I mean, right. I, I don't think either one of them benefits from it the way that, Chris, that Britney and Madonna did. Right. And by extension, Justin Timberlake did because I think he For also... Sure gets a lot of a lot of attention from this as well um and he's going to have quite a a journey to take on his own upcoming anyway with not even six months later we have nipplegate we have nipplegate with janet jackson and it's and it's another thing where and and i kind of love it because in one way you 
have this young man who's a pop star and has had a very limited experience in that as a solo pop star. And he's basically doing anything that they tell him to do because, you know, it's, it's a different time and he doesn't have the group anymore. And yet he's surrounded by these powerful women and he has to make comments and speak for these. He's put in this position several times where, he, and he's asked about this over and over again. This the, the kiss and how he felt. And yeah. da, da, da. I love the expression on your face when they kissed. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> oh yeah, the cameras were right on top of Britney's ex, Justin. Well, the, the expression came from the fact that the cameras were, you know. Right, right after the kiss, they were like this. Boom. <laughs> and I was like, come on, come on. It's too easy, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know, but what you, you had to expect. It? it was pretty sexy. That was kind of fun to watch. It's always sexy. I'm not going to take that away from anybody up there. I think, you know, just to point to like this moment in pop culture or in American culture, or that's not even a moment. It's like the inherent misogyny in so much of this, the way that this was planned pointed to Britney being more dangerous than Christina because Britney traded more overtly on sexuality and when and she was younger too when she was younger yeah. and 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 that her power came from her body and her the way that she moved through space and how she teased us with that Madonna the same you know though Madonna's obviously we understand her in a deeper way and and Janet Jackson, the, you know, the moment too of like pulling these women down. Yeah. And that was part of our culture at that time in a really, you know, when yeah. they get to a certain stature, remember, you know, like they're, they're not allowed to be free. No, no. Well, and, and each one of those you're describing, Brittany is the only one where it's just about her body and her looks. Christina has a voice. Madonna has a tremendous body of work with references and everything has references and she's a very seeped in person. Janet Jackson has a family legacy and she'd grown up as this person she she didn't emerge as Janet Jackson she was you know yeah. on good times and different strokes and she kind of came up so by the time she was already a friend when she went explicitly sexual right and um and it and and I think I think the other th what I always remember about this time was back to kind of um uh, Paris Hilton and, and Nicole Richie and The Simple Life is this was a moment where I felt like Madonna made a record where she's criticizing this kind of empty um, culture that she sees existing. And this is the moment, this performance and this stunt where she descends into it for a moment. For a moment. To swim for, in it because she has to sell a record yeah. that's not doing well. Well, I'd say even for more than a moment. Oh, well. I would say, I mean... If we want to sort of sidebar to me against the music, well, let's talk about me against the music. Yeah, the 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 much anticipated or inevitable or um, somewhat surprise. surprise. Yeah, well, uh, duet happen... collaboration with me with M Britney Spears and Madonna. My first memories of Madonna, I think, probably when she did Like a Virgin. Oh my goodness. Honestly, I remember watching her videos and saying, I want to do that one day. First time I met her in person, I went to one of her shows. I think it was her Drowned World Tour. I was extremely nervous. Does she really know who I am? Like, I'm not that cool, you know? Just, just freaking Madonna, man. But she was very sweet, very, very cool. 
She was backstage playing the guitar and she was with Lola. We've worked together off and on. But one day I came to rehearsal and I was just really tired. And she was like, I just feel your energy. She's like, you're kind of down. She says, don't let this stuff get to you. She gave me that advice just to basically stay true to yourself, take time out for you and for your soul. I think she was a woman, she had a lot of balls. She did what she felt right. She's stunningly beautiful still, the way she takes care of herself. And away from work, the fact that she is able to raise a great family, to really make a family and a bond like that, I think that's so important. She's a true artist. I think she is the pop icon. She's like the pioneer of all women. Oh, oh, oh. People in the crowd, grab a partner, take it down. It's me against the music. Uh -huh. It's just me and me. Yeah. template that madonna started with ricky martin yes. of like oh i meet them at an awards show or yeah. they're connected at an awards show and then we just had to go into the studio they were about to release an album and so i thought i'd add on to this album well and that's what happens so so they're in rehearsals for the mtv music awards and britney has finished pretty much in the zone yeah. and plays her uh some songs from it and she she says hey I, and, and Britney hey, says, Britney. I'd, I'd love for you to be on me against the music. She's like, oh, that's a great song. And then Britney's like, well, why don't you be and on it? And then she goes away. And with Mike Spike Stent, she records additional vocals. Who we'll and, talk about more in the yeah. next episode. And, vo and basically kind of re, re, um, remixes the song with her on it. Yeah. And um, I like this song a lot. I think it's a fun song. Well, it's not like my favorite Madonna song or Madonna. Well, it's not a Madonna song. It's, not it's a, a Madonna Britney song. song. No, I mean, I I, I want to talk about it in the zone for uh, just a moment. It really is the kind of last uh, traditional Britney Spears record where she's in the studio working with yeah. people. Um, uh, again, my sister Kate was a huge Britney Spears fan, and so this was the Britney Spears record that we met on because In the Zone had Madonna obviously on it. It also had my favorite Britney Spears song on it, Breathe On Me. Oh my God, yeah. That is a banger. Breathe. There's a great, you know, that's another Jacques Lacan uh, remix. That we don't need to touch, Kenny.
It's a gorgeous song. <laughs> gorgeous song. This is it. Really, is the apex of Britney as pop icon of of that first time of the yeah. first round, right? This is and this is where she's at her most powerful because it's me against the music is the first single. The second single is Toxic, yeah, which is like the video, the performances. She does that one performance in Vegas, you know, that's like phenomenal, where she does yeah. it like. Um, all over the place she's doing that song and then every every is it everywhere no every, every time every time is on which guy Sig Sigsworth produced amazing um, Outrageous the R. Kelly song Outrageous is where she so this is what happens when she's making the video for Outrageous her knee gives out and that sort of derails her for the rest of that year she can't go on tour K-Fed comes into the picture around this time and it's sort that's of that's kind of the beginning the beginning of, of an end there's you know? also a beautiful song called Touch of My Hand which which is beautiful. I mean, it, it's this perfect, like, and again, oh, it also has, I got that boom, boom. Which, oh yeah. Oh. I mean, there's some really bad stuff on it, but there's also some really sexy adult stuff. I mean, and I think that that's what makes it so um, interesting for my sister and I to like, cause my sister, obviously, if you um, heard her on the cherish episode, she always was very uncomfortable with Madonna's sexuality. And I think this was a moment where Britney was starting to show that really explicitly and I think I don't know when we were listening to it, we would listen to it together in the car and I'd be like god this is such a great record and she goes yeah because mm. <laughs> she was uncomfortable with this you know and, and yeah. touch of my hand is all about masturbation and breathe on me is really sexy and you know but um, she wasn't she didn't like bristle at oops I did it again or no hit me baby one more time no because there was an because it was no no mm. it's different it's different I'm a slave for you I'm a slave I know I know but um me against boys the, no it's it's okay. it's more innocent there's mm. something about the songs on this record grouped together too I mean boys is about her wanting to have a gangbang. Sure, <laughs> sure, Kenny. That's how Are you I sure that's not about it. you? Is so that not a Kenny Finkel interpretation? No. Um, maybe I we should when we come when we got our go on our next tour stop. Maybe we should open with Have you performing boys. But that wouldn't make any sense. I know, right? But it would be fun for me to watch from the oh. wing. Do you think so? Do you think as our tour evolves that we should have like you know performance numbers where we do we each do a song like a cover or like you know like yeah we have like our backup dancers because i would never want to sing a madonna song no 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 i think so scared when once that one time when we did karaoke and you sang that beautiful b52 song oh deadbeat club i love that song would you do that song on i would i would i would open a a a a, a a recording session with Deadbeat Club. I, I think we that. should do like bookend it. We should open with a song and end with a song. I want to do Take Me With You by Prince. I would love to hear you sing Take Me With You. I love that song. We'd have to incorporate it. How would those songs um, speak to the song we were talking about totally. that day? But we could do it. <laughs> so Me Against the Music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a kind of a hit. She really needed this song. She did. And she knew it. She put herself into it enough that she's not just kind of like she does the bridge. I mean, I actually think if, you know, she says, how about a friendly competition? Let's take on this song. I think Madonna wins. Um, 
Sure. You don't think she does? I mean, I have a couple issues with the video. Oh, the video is <laughs> different, but I uh, but I think as far as vocally like who whose voice do I remember in that song? Yes, Madonna. And and Madonna does something really brilliant with it. She kind of clears the clutter of the song yeah. for the for the bridge. So yeah. regardless of what else happens, Madonna has that like four line it's chunk. fantastic. And and no one's going to take it away and Britney's not there. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's really great. Um, the cane in the video. Oh, you don't like? I'm kind of, well, I love the idea in the video of Madonna being pursued by Britney. I yeah. love that idea. Because I think in, in reality, it was vice versa. Madonna was like, I need you to like do a song with me. Let's do this song. Right. And um, so I, I like that. I think when she finally catches Madonna, Madonna disappears. Yeah. Well, you know who like I Like she does in Die Another Day. Well, this is what I was going to say. I actually think it's the same character. You think she's so so? She's she's escaped the 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 with the bomb code. She's she in another world. She's on another mission. Okay, all right. So who's Brittany in this? Is she a spy as well? Yeah. In, I that, in that jacket and that blue tie, Brittany doesn't know where she is. I think she's a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's a decoy. For the spies. I think they sent her in like a pigeon into oh. a coal mine. No, I think Brittany's like an up-and-coming spy who like needs to get to the Madonna spy character okay. to get some pertinent information, but there's all these obstacles along the way or she keeps almost getting her, but yeah. she can't get her, right? Yeah. She's unattainable. But I also think this is goes to iconography of like Brittany's on her tail. Of the Madonna's tail. You know? Brittany is on her tail. And I think the, the thing I do like about the video is Madonna is uh, sexy and gyrating and moving and she's doing it in her sleep. This is so, she is in like oh, dry yeah. dock. She, she can do this so easily. She's doing all the same moves she did in the Die Another Day video. She's she's rolling on the floor. She's doing the yoga moves on the floor. Yeah. There's men watching her in this other room. They're in separate rooms. They can't get to each other, right? They're bang she, Brittany's banging on the wall trying to get in you know <laughs> finally she gets in right yeah but she's not really there or yeah. she can't she's she can't really get, get well it. madonna clearly has told her she needs to do some work on herself and britney hasn't done the work yet so she doesn't get the right the, well, the moment of catharsis well, she with almost madonna. gets her but she's not quite there <clears throat> britney said um during the filming of this video that she loved um, being on set with Madonna, that she learned so much yeah. about how to work on film from Madonna, which I thought was fascinating because I was like, Britney is pretty much a genius as far as the video form goes, like whether she's learned it. And she talk, she's talked all through her career, like I know in Crossroads when she sings 
isn't it open your heart? Yeah. Then, you know, she's talked about how important Madonna has been to her yeah. all these years. Yeah. So it's kind of wonderful to see them together. But ultimately, I think at the end, just like in the song, Madonna tops her. Yeah. You know, well, um, she has to top her because like, yeah. and, and it's like you said, like there, there's something alchemically happening to Britney Spears at this time, which, you know, now 20 years later, we're like, oh, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. But like in terms of her sound and her look and, um, and ironically, I think that her experience with Madonna has kind of h- helped her to have staying power for sure because there's so many things. I mean, you know, blackout is coming and, and, and circus and other Britney Spears records are coming and she does take a lot of chances with the videos and she does bring a lot more of herself to things. And I think that is a lot has to do with, you know, um, her experience with Madonna and For what sure. Madonna and the work ethic. I'm sure the work ethic was was quite prominent. Well, it's interesting, you know, because like I really do love Britney Spears. I traveled to Vegas to go see her show. When you she did. Was, you didn't know that? No. Oh, I went with my friend Kevin, who we'll talk about before, because Kevin and I. Oh, we'll talk about it again because Kevin and I went to the Confessions tour together too, yeah. and we made a trek. We make these treks. We went to. Oh well, for that we went to Atlantic City, but for this we we flew to Vegas, went to see her show, spent a weekend. In was Vegas. it the Pieces of Me show? Yeah, it was yeah. the. Yeah, it was the. You know, the reason the first round of it, and we were yeah. like, we have to go see Britney live. We have to go to see her. And you hadn't seen her before. No, I'd never seen her okay. before. And um, it was a really powerful experience. You know, it was a great, it was great. And also, you know, in a lot of ways, terrible and just like a program, um, but like kind of, you know, amazing to see Brittany up close. And um, I, I think what's interesting too is like, um, I never feel like I know who Brittany is, like really, you no. know, and yet all these women and people around her who are close to her, like she's such a sweetheart. Yeah. She's so great. She's just, she's just this girl from the South who does her thing and, you know, wants to do like, and I think this friendship and relationship that her and Madonna had at the time, it seemed like a marketing ploy and maybe yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. But, you know, in 20 years on, Britney has come back into Madonna's life so many times, including, or Madonna's come into hers, including just recently at the wedding. Yeah. And like, they're truly friends. friends. Madonna really sees her as a younger person that she's supporting and helping. You well, know? And, and I mean, there, there, there's not a lot of people vi- for both of them who understand the experience what of what it is. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, I, I was thinking obviously of the wedding. I was thinking about, you know, the rumor that B- Madonna helped pay for her lawyers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And also just, you know, her appearance on the Sticky and Sweet tour right. during Human Nature, the video. Like she brings her back creatively. Yeah. And I think she also sees her as somebody artistically interesting, not just... And I, and I do think that it, it's a, a lot more, lot less craven than it may have seemed originally. Yeah. Um, and, but at the time, and just given also what's, what happens after this, you know, Madonna goes on another upswing and Britney kind of sl- continues yeah. her slow descent. Um, it's a very pivotal moment for both of them, I think. For sure. And yeah. both play the hand they're dealt, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, and I always wonder that, like, you know, I, I mean, I think about the remixes of, of Me Against the Music and, you know, there's a Kanye West remix that's yeah. really good. You like it's it? A, it's a really good mix. I mean, I never thought that much about the song, but, like, the remixes are really, and they're very, too th- they're very of that moment yeah. and very modern and... and 
And there's also this like angularity to the music at that time that's really propulsive and interesting. drop in that Kanye has entered. Um, he's moving from producer into performance entity. Yeah. This is sort of that shift. He's been producing a lot of songs that are really, you know, and a lot of artists up until this time and really seminal work. And then I think that the, his album, his first album, uh, had just come out that year, the year before. So he was sort of on the rise. It's just the interesting capturing of a moment. Yeah. Um, I think that the remixes for Hollywood are, are pretty good. Um, I mean, my favorite is, is the Jacques Lacan. They better be pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) They needed to be pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think that that one is, was, was hands down my favorite. Um, yeah, and clicked into a lot of the sounds that I had already been really into, like because it felt very like synthy and warm. And I I see this, and I think I've said this too, is like this is the the door opening to an idea about a confessions album or working with yeah. Stuart Price in a more profound way because this song feels to me like a baby version of what they explore in well, confessions. Clearly, he, she's auditioning him with this mix yeah. and I think she gave this to he wanted to remix something he kind of raised his hand and she's yeah. like let's see what you can do with this I agree with you. I mean, I think that there's um, there's such a lushness to the mixes, and um, they make the song better. They make the song more user friendly. Um, I never heard these mixes though in clubs and stuff oh, at that time. No, I mean the, the one I I really loved coming back to was the Calderon and Quail glam mix. Uh-huh. I thought that was a really great mix um, uh, of that time. How could it hurt you when it looks so good? Looks so good, looks so good, looks so good, looks so good. 
the ones that weren't released. Oh my gosh. So oh my gosh. First, um, this is a more minor one because I don't think we have a, um, a version of this is, or maybe we do. Um, Junior Vasquez enters briefly on a return in, in a very, but, but not really a return. Right. So Donatella, Donatella Versace asks if um, Junior can remix Hollywood for a fashion show. Madonna and Camp agrees it's never released. It and Liz Rosenberg puts out a very clear statement that, that <laughs> this does not mean that you know Madonna has no intention of ever working with him again. She hasn't forgiven him, kids. Right? Even you know, Liz was like, "I think this is a terrible idea," and Madonna was like, "Shut up, Liz." <laughs> She's like, "Donatella wants it," and whatever, and you know, and and it's sort of like I. <laughs> I'm just thinking, do you think Donatella's maids are like cleaning Madonna's Miami house for her while she's not there? And Madonna's like, I guess I owe Donatella something for that. And I so think that's it's what she gave her. <laughs> I think that what really happened is that Junior kind of probably begged Donatella, Donatella to try to make an opening and Madonna mm, conceded this she, little thing. Yeah. And as said, long fine, as you can all, never yeah. release it. You're, it it won't. happens that one time. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like a kind of rock and roll version of the song well, or a rock and roll mix. Well, and it's funny, but yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of rocking and, and it's, it's darker and heavier and it's ironic because so many of the mixes that are on the remixed and revisited yeah. EP that comes out. Which the next we'll grapple G- with. Yeah. Oh boy, will we grapple, but it, they have that same kind of rocking, yeah. like punk thing going on, which I think is really interesting that, they still got to that sound. Yeah. Like that Versace mix would have been perfect on Remixed and Revisited. Well, when you say that, it makes me think like, did he actually send that Hollywood mix in to be considered for this? And she was like, I'm never Absolutely putting you no. on an album, yeah. but go do this, you know, or Donatella, you know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm sure somebody out there knows this lore or the story yeah, better hit than us. Up so, yeah, and let tell us, us the story. But the other one, that, and this is the one, this is why I love having these conversations with you is because we find things like the yeah. blow up Hollywood. Mix. Yeah. How could it hurt you when it looks so good? This is an unofficial mix. It's not ever released officially. Yeah. 
However, when we get to Love Profusion, they're on the Love Profusion mixtape. Yeah. But this I is think a they, great. They were submitted. They submitted the mix, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah." And and I had this idea that perhaps like it was going to be on it, and then at the last minute it was dropped off, right. and so they had it ready to go, and it surfaced, and it is probably my favorite mix of all of the Hollywood really? mixes. I really do. I've been listening to it nonstop since we found it. And I love it so much. I love Blow Up. I think they're brilliant. And particularly this time, they're just Do you cool. know them from other things? I mean, they did. So it's so funny. I went back and I went through my, uh, my MP3 archives. <laughs> um, okay. They collaborated with Debbie Harry a lot. And they had an album out in 2003 called Exploding Plastic Pleasure. And on it is a song called Uncontrollable Love featuring Debbie Harry. And I found it. I've had this song since then. And I just remember playing it nonstop. It is so good. a remix of Good Boys which is from 2008 a Blondie record from the 2008 it is so friggin brilliant and I love it so much It's very garage bandy, like not the program garage band, but it feels like a garage band vibe, which is part of what she goes for in the remix and revisited. Like she's trying to get that raw feeling, which goes back to our talking about her in the live original live performances, wanting to have a band and feeling kind of raw and rough and tumble. And so they sort of fit into that world. Maybe when she was originally thinking of the, the reinvention tour this was more she was going to try to go more in this direction yeah. which she does to a degree she does she, yeah she does to a little degree of it um the, but finding this blow up rink i'm like oh so much the the potential of this yeah. versus what actually happens with hollywood is is kind of where do you think this sits now on the, in the in the madonna canon 
Because you know, we talked about with yeah. Die Another Day that it had entered canon when the strings and... I mean, I think if, if we heard the beginning of Hollywood, like say, um, you know, those first couple riffs, we would know this song right away what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if it's part of the canon. I think it wants to be. It felt like it should be an important song. Yeah. But I don't know that it rises to that. I don't consider it. It's not a song that I um, really go back to. Um well, and and she never really comes back to it. I mean, she does it as a video interlude. Um, yeah. she, it kind of has become a bedtime stories in a way, in that way of like, she never found a way to do it live again. Right. And so she kind of incorporates it through themes. By the time, yeah, by the time it gets to reinvention, it is just, yeah, like you said, an interlude. And I don't think it is in another, I don't no. think of it in another concert. No. So do you have any plans after listening to Hollywood and talking about it do you have any plans to go back to LA um no you should come with me to Palm Springs sometime it's really fun I do want to go to Palm Springs I've been meaning to go I have a friend out there he's an older gentleman who I met with Sheldon and I met on a trip um it was just a friendly guy um his name he goes by the name Beijing Charlie okay Um, that sounds like very uh, Palm Springs. He's an artist, visual yeah, artist, he better um, be. and conceptual artist. And he moved out there when we went out. This was several years ago. He was in the process of moving out there, yeah. and we've stayed in contact. And he's always like, "Come!" He always texts me. I'm sure I'll get a text from him sometime in February where he's like, "How's the weather?" He's uh, like, "85." Those bitches. And, and so um, I love it. So I would love to go out to Palm Springs. Maybe we could do a, a one of our tour dates in Palm Springs. I would love to go to Palm Springs. For Maybe our at tour. the Trixie Motel. Oh my god! Well, and here's the thing. You know, I feel like. Um, it's isn't it a motel? Trixie has a motel. Yeah, that's what I said. Trixie Motel. Oh, I thought you said the hotel. I was like, no, it's a motel. I think we should do our live show at the Trixie yeah, Motel. Maybe you know there's a sound ordinance. We wouldn't be able to play loud music if we do it outside. Well, we figure it out. Well, I, I, I love Palm Springs and I love going there. I love looking for the Turquez witch on the side of the mountain who overlooks the whole city. Yeah. Um, I worry about being there long term because there are no bookstores. Oh. There are no bookstores. And I don't think there's a movie theater. Hmm. And those two things concern. There are lots of stars along the walkway. Like, if you want to see Anne Margaret and Connie Stevens' stars, they're there. And everyone is a actor, producer, philanthropist. <laughs> and Activist. everybody comes to Hollywood. Till next time. <laughs>